Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. everybody thank you for joining me on between the covers my name is bradley shaw and tonight i'm talking to tansy boggan author of the children's book superheroes on my plate good evening tansy how are you good thank you <laughs> um thank you for uh, joining us and, for, and please do tell everybody listening and watching what this wonderful children's book is and what you know what are they going to expect mm-hmm. um so superheroes on your plate is a book where sort of food characters compete with one another as to you know who's the healthiest best food on the plate um so it's sort of really fun and um lots of sort of jokes and a little bit of nutritional information in there as, as well so it's sort of like a fun way to get a little bit of nutritional messages across to children yeah, yeah good and was it hard to construct a I guess a, a foodie book um, for kids, but but also making it um, enjoyable because that's that's always a challenge for kids with food. <laughs> mm. I think it was relatively easy to do because I didn't really come with an intention to write a nutrition message book. I think you know other books I've tried, I've, I've read, or I've looked at sort of comparable titles, and you can feel a little bit of trying to get across a nutrition message. Yeah. But the book sort of came to me more from the food, as the food yeah. being like fun characters and sort of getting into who their, their personas, I suppose. Yeah. And um, the nutrition messages sort of came through that rather than being forced. Like I didn't write it from this intention of like I want to get across these six messages. <laughs> it just yeah. sort of happened from the characters competing yeah. with each other and saying, I'm, you know, I've got more... Um, heart healthy fats and you but I've got less sugar and you know so it was um, probably more focused on the characters and yeah. I definitely wrote it more for fun like yeah. it was um, I had no intention of writing a children's book at all um, yep. what actually happened was I was I, I write a blog and I um, had a bit of a list that I was forming of foods that some diets say are healthy and then another diet will say is, is unhealthy and whether we're talking yeah. about you know carbohydrates or we're talking about different fruits or we're talking about you know high protein or low protein or um you know diets that demonize legumes for example yeah. and other diets yeah. are saying it's good so we've got so much conflicting information around food mm. and i think diets make that it's very popular to put foods against each other as if there's some miracle food out there this perfect Absolutely. single food for us to eat and, and that's sort of where the idea came from is this idea of the foods competing yeah. with each other and um 
yeah. you know, trying to and prove that they're better than one another. Yeah, and it's great. It's good because, like, it even helps, I feel, it helps parents because I'm a little ignorant and it comes to foods as well. Like, you know, I mean, I grew up with, you know, three veg and steak. I didn't really get a lot of nutritional information. Like, it wasn't there when I was young. Uh, and as I grew older, of course, I learned more about food. But, but having you know having to feed children and having to look after and nurture children now in a different different world parents need to know that information more so too um and it's great it's great that this actually gives kids and parents the engagement of knowing and identifying in fun ways that that these foods have these these elements without as you say without being preached to mm-hmm. so with that in mind i also have to wonder how did you out of all the plethora of foods pick the superheroes like how did you shortlist this category of food you selected. I know we've got avocados and olives and somehow we have sardines in there as well. We have steak and we have cheese and we have and we have all these things. But in the, I like the, the fact you've left them individual as well. But how did you pick them? How did you, you grab them, as you said? Your identities, how did you create them? Yeah, I think that just sort of came to me. was just, um, there was probably a few foods that I had on that list that are, you know, healthy or not healthy. And then it was probably thinking about foods that would present well. Like I was like, well, I can't really put chicken in the book because like, how do you illustrate a chicken? And like, (laughs) I don't know, like it was just a weird character name to be like, you know, talking about chicken and that we're eating chicken. So somehow I think it was just thinking about what foods would look good in illustrations. Um, Then obviously looking at like food groups um and just i don't know like somehow there's like characteristics of those those foods as as well um so it's a little bit of that um and then i suppose it's the actions i was trying to get the foods to do like rolling in or swishing up or squirting so it's sort of like a little bit of that as well the characteristics of those foods but it's interesting what you asked before about parents because i think when i wrote the book i was actually initially just thinking of adults, like I was thinking more like a joke book yeah. for adults. And I think um, there's a big emphasis on mm. educating adults as well. Like I think Absolutely. there's actually nutritional concepts in there that are quite advanced really. Like, yeah. um, like for example, that you can get more iron of the chickpea when you eat it with a tomato. Yeah. And a child might not necessarily get that. And an adult may not even know that. So it's like a way no. for you know, they don't necessarily need to go into that if they don't want to, but it's a way Absolutely. for educators to potentially start a bit of a conversation of how combining different foods and eating a variety Absolutely. of different foods is what yeah. we need to be healthy and to optimise the uptake of nutrients from the food we eat. And it's only simple stuff too. It doesn't have to be a complex educational nutritional list of things. It's just stuff that, like you say, just, just merit a little bit of um, extra knowledge that parents can use and go, oh, wow, you know, okay, we can put that in the meal and it's not going to be harmful, it's going to be good. So that's great. And, you know, so, so yeah, I agree. Parents, uh, there's so much information out there, misinformation out there as well on diets, and it's, it's crazy. And I think if kids get a, a base understanding of food groups or food things, that's great. They can learn on them. So with that in mind, what, what who, I guess, who or, or what was your favourite hero in the story? Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had so many great characters. Who really stood out for you to say, you know what, I really love this guy. I, mean, I, hope he wins. I think I, I really like Green Bean. 
um, <laughs> like so excited all the time. And and it's great with the illustration on the cover, the green bean, yeah. a really cute character. Yeah. Um, and yes, that's probably one of my favourite ones. Um, and then brown rice was another one that I really liked, but it's <laughs> a little bit yeah. their sort of behaviours and yeah. Um, you know, that idea of brown rice steaming in onto the plate and yeah. um yeah. I, I, I feel sorry. I, my, I, my empathy goes out to olive oil. I mean, the poor guy's stuck in a jar. You know, you always see his eyeballs looking out of a jar going, help me, help me. And I'm like, oh Don't my worry, gosh, he'll, he'll be freed in the book, though. He gets splashed yeah. everywhere. So. I'm like, I'm like, the poor olive oil, he's just stuck in a bottle. Um, so that's funny. So um, I, it's interesting when you wrote the book, you didn't actually name them. You, you didn't give them like, you know, amazing avocado or berry banana or, you know, ollie olive. So you, you did you do that intentionally? You just kept them as as the, the vegetable fruit or meat that they were? Yeah, like I haven't worked like a lot with children as a nutritionist, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of stuff where it's calling things names and like having, you know, rockets and alien foods and things like that in terms of encouraging children to eat food. But yep. I don't know, I just wanted them to be themselves. Like it's orange is an orange. And, you know, like I, I talk about like I, the food groups as if they're a character, like vegetables is a character with yep. a capital V, you know. So I was sort of thinking of them just as themselves. As, yes, I've been there. You know, are. really yeah. embracing an orange as an orange rather than thinking it of as you know like some Mars rock that we go to eat or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's interesting too that the kids get to pick or can, can play with the idea of who's the best superhero. You know, so there's that element of of their perception or their interpretation of the food value, which I like the way you did that. You built that into the into the story as well. You're not preaching to them as no. who's the best. You're letting them have a feel of a choice of it, which is great. So well and done. I, and I suppose that's pretty much the intention of the book really is mm. in the end was like encouraging children to invite other foods to the plate and, yeah. um, you know, like that inviting and experimenting and trying and being sort of curious. So yeah. um, that was, you know, that was definitely very intentional and I think something that I'd, you know, I'd love the way the book ends, I think it's a really yeah. nice way to, for a parent or a teacher to then work with children and, and ask them, like, who would you like to invite to the plate or who could be invited yeah. to the plate and, and doing activities. Yeah. Um, and, and do you think there'll be a level of disappointment that the kids will find that, you know, their favourite food isn't actually part of the superhero nomination? You know, like one kid likes artichokes. He's like, what? where's my artichoke? You know, what? what's going on? Where's, you know... I will give you credit though, you did put the kiwi fruit in there. That's a good thing for, you know, to keep true to the nation. I like that. Yeah, there was a little bit of like um, nationality. Like, not, I wasn't thinking nationality, but it was that idea of, you know, avocados, the bloke, he was the, yep. he was the Aussie in the book. Yeah. Got the good. kiwi. Yeah, I think there probably will be like, where's my, you know, my favorite food, my eggplant or whatever it is you like. And I suppose it is that idea. You can bring the eggplant to plate now. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now it's nice. And is there any more any more to come in the series? Any more books that you're working on that you want to evolve with the same fun, engaging messages? Or what's, what's your future of uh, children's books? Yes, no, there's, there's a few more in the pipeline. Um, yeah. And all with the same sort of idea of getting on the plate. Like foods, 
I suppose my concept is like, if you're food, the place to be is on a plate. You know, that's, that's your destiny. Is <laughs> it's better than on the floor? I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you're aiming to go and that's sort of where you are in all your glory as a food. And so all my books sort of have this idea of coming onto the plate um, and be and finding your place on the plate. So the future books all have nutrition messages in there, but there's also messages of belonging and self-worth and, and yeah. diversity and other things as, as well. But all, you know, that's food awesome. is the character and as you say, yeah. there's, there's no names, it's... You know, it's it's just the food. Oh, that's good. It's good. Um, so, you said you didn't write a lot of children's books. You've written books before. You've got other books in the in the market. You, you've you've published. You've done things mm -hmm. before with it. So, did you find writing children's books harder, differently to to what you've known before in your writing? Um, I think there's just a lot of joy in writing a child a children's book. Like um, for me, it still requires the same level of focus and. Yeah dedication um, so generally an idea will come and maybe a few lines um, and then I, let, I sit on that for a while let it stew and then I, de I definitely need to then sit down for a concentrated amount of time like I would mm. writing something else and yeah. just get it out because um, I think you know an idea can be floating around your head for a long time and then it's figuring yeah. out um, how the story flows and creating that story. And then I do quite a bit of research as well, like with food puns or yeah. um, just sort of bringing some of that in. And sometimes you do a little bit of research on something and, and a word sticks out. Mm -hmm. like That would be really a good word to use in the book. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of research in there as well. Good on you. No, it's good. And did it take you long to do all that research, do all that planning? Like, did it take you long to actually put it together once you started? No, not at all. Like it's, um, it pretty much came to me in one weekend, and then um, I sort of just sit on it, and then come back and edit it. <laughs> so probably take yeah. like most of my children's book will take about a month to write, yeah. um, with a sort of a brainstorming phase, and then maybe a two-week research phase, and just letting it marinate in yeah. my brain, and then sit down and write it, That's and then right. you know, edit it a week later. So it's yeah. it's not too long a process, but it's definitely takes a, a little bit of time. Did you write it to publish it? Like, because when you wrote it as a children's book, did you see and visualise the animation, the colour, the, the characters in your mind, of the, the, the style you wanted the book to become? Or did you want to publish it as well? Like a lot of writers or, or people just draft ideas a lot, but never really do anything. Was this in a book that you recognised? You thought, you know, I could, this could publish, this could be good? Um, I started writing it without any intention of publishing it. It was just, mm an idea that I thought would be would be fun and I thought you know I could publish it on my blog or I could mm -hmm. do it as like a little cartoon type thing so I definitely had the characters in my mind and the idea of illustrating them but I I wasn't really thinking about publishing at that time and then um, I actually wrote it about the time that I was launching um, my self-help book and so I sort of just put it aside and it wasn't a priority yeah um, and so it's probably six months later do I come back to it and go, that's actually a really entertaining <laughs> book. You yeah. should see what happens with this. And it probably took me another <laughs> year nearly to actually go okay. out there and pursue publication. Um, I suppose I'd looked into self-publishing and I knew self-publishing a children's book is 
incredibly daunting, like finding an <laughs> illustrator and knowing that they can illustrate a book well. Yeah. Um, all the marketing and distribution that's involved. So that's the other um, consideration for me. I really yeah. wanted it in schools and libraries. And yeah. um, so self-publishing just didn't seem like the right way to go. So I think that's why I yeah. sat on it a while to think of what I could do. How to do it. Mm. That's good. Book, yeah. 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 So did you find once you found the publishing uh, my publisher, did you did you find the collaboration uh, beneficial and helpful to, to see and visualise and bring the characters to life? Were you happy with the collaboration of the way the book came out? Definitely. Um, no, it's, I think it's really good to have a team behind you that yeah. can see your vision and want to bring that to life for you and, and has a vested interest. Uh, I think that's yeah. something that I was uncomfortable with self-publishing because an illustrator doesn't necessarily have an interest in the success of your book. They're just no. producing an illustration. And yep. and if I don't really know what's going to market well, what people are going to like, what kids, you know, how does it fit with what else is out there? Um, so I think just having that in-depth understanding of, of children's books and the entire well, process. And a strategy, good. yeah. Having a strategy that helps you also understand what you can do and how to do it, you know, that's good. Yeah, no, I agree. It's important. And we've loved it. We've loved working on the book. Um, and I love it too. So everybody watching this video, you have to rush out and grab superheroes on your plate. I don't care how old you are. This, this book is so cool. Uh, it's available in all bookshops, Australia and New Zealand. By the way, I forgot to mention Tansy is actually one of our, well, was our first New Zealand author, um, although has yeah, historically uh, been associated to Australia well. It's just that now she's in New Zealand, so we're branching out. So thank you, Tansy, for sharing uh, your time and this book with the world. Uh, we're looking forward to the results and the success of it. It comes out in November, everybody, so it's a great Christmas present. Buy it at your local bookstores or online. And Tansy, thank you so much for joining us. No worries, thank you. <laughs> so everybody take care, stay safe, and thank you for joining us next time. I'm um, pretty sure I think next time we see Tansy again, she will be here for her, her first novel, which is coming out in 2022. But we'll keep you posted on that as well. Thank you, everyone. Good night and talk to you soon. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.